Welcome to day 178 of the New Way. I'll read John 9, 6 through 34. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Is this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened? they asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? they asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and open the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son, they asked? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, 
and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Irrefutable testimony is found in John 9, 25. Let me reread it. This is the blind man speaking, or the once blind man speaking. He replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. I won't debate theology with you. All I know is that once I was blind and now I can see. You can argue and debate all you want to, but when Jesus touches a life, it is forever different. Here the man states clearly that when you have an encounter with God, you will know that it was God. A Sarah Groves song states, I'm not saying I've found truth, but I know it has found me. When Jesus comes in and cleanses us and makes his home in our emptiness, there's something different and we know it. We may not be able to explain it, but we know it. God is very interested in your knowing. Over 1,500 times in the New Testament alone, the word know, knew, or known is used, indicating that God places a high priority in your knowledge and understanding. In this passage, personal knowledge and experience with God surpasses religious doctrine, family ties, or community. I'll read John 9, 35 through 38. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked, Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him.
What did the healed man do when he discovered who Jesus was? I'll reread John 9:38. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. I'm going to repeat it again because it's vital that you know. Jesus was not a great teacher, a prophet, or just a good man if he is going to stand there and allow this man to worship him. I'll reread what we've already studied in Matthew 4.10. Matthew 4.10 says, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. This is a verse from the Old Testament that Jesus quoted to Satan during his time of temptation after his baptism. Yet, he allowed this man to worship him. Why? Because he was God. I'll also read John 9, 39 through 41. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Jesus says that he came to help the blind see and to blind the seeing. Of course, this is talking about spiritual blindness, not physical. We've talked before that Jesus can't fill your empty core if you won't admit that you are empty and need him. We talked on day 97 about needing to realize how empty we are before we can be filled. Jesus doesn't force his good news on anyone. He simply contrasted his way with their way. Sight or blindness, you choose. You don't have to force it on anyone else either. Your job is to be light and spread the good news. If you are filled with peace and love and joy, others can see the difference and choose whether they want to invite Jesus into their empty spot. In his service, Dale.